The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basic Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, July 25th, 24th, maybe, whatever, uh, if you're listening to the podcast. If you're watching with us on YouTube live, youtube.com slash pick six, it is Friday, July 22nd. I hope everyone is having a fantastic had or is planning to have or just had a fantastic weekend. It's time for a little mailbag. John Breach is not here to do his normal voice, so I'll try instead. Mailbag! How's that for a Breach mailbag impersonation, Wilson? Oh, Ryan, Ryan Wilson joining me, by the way. That's a 2.5 out of 10. That wasn't great. I was going for a 1. Oh, okay. Well, you're going in the right direction. I was trying to bomb as badly as possible. Um, For those that listened to yesterday's show... Um, we sort of did two podcasts at once. Uh, we were hoping to minimize the workload on various people. Yeah, maybe take it a little easy on a Friday. But you know who you know who won't do that? Let us do that, Wilson. The old taskmaster. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Person who speaks for a living. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, taskmaster. That's kind of a weird word, right? Taskmaster. Yeah. Is it masker or master? No, master. Taskmaster. Someone who is the master of giving people tasks. Yeah, I think masker, maybe. We'll go with masker. That sounds like you're dressed up and... (laughs) Like eyes light shut or something. Yeah, (laughs) but but not nearly as many handsome people in that room. Uh, That's correct. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I still sound echoey. Apologies. I did buy some soundproofing stuff. It's not working. Uh, uh, by, By the way, you have to install it. You can't just buy it. No, I bought it in like <laughs> I, I bought like padding and put it up. And it's- that's a conversation I would have. I, I, I joked about this earlier. I would have to have my fifteen year old son. Like he would buy something to think it would fix something, and then he's like, "Oh, you have to put it up." Yeah, you got to put it up, Brinson Junior. That's what I should have named them. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna roll with it. I don't care. Um, oh anywho, gosh. all right, here we go. This you seems like a little book out. You got your little book. I found this is. This is bored. It's not morbid, but it, it it's something right, that I'm I'm cracking the ranch water. I think I'm cracking. Yeah, go ahead and crack it, and then um, it's Friday. Uh, you ain't got no job. All right, I don't know if I want to ask this one. You got bleep to do. Ain't got bleep to do. All right, I'll ask this one. I watched Friday in a hot minute. 
I watched it like uh, six months ago. I was just bored. I was sitting it's in my basement. It's great, right? I mean, oh, it's, it's fantastic. Holds up for sure. You know, you know what else holds up really well, by the way? Office space. Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. No, without a doubt. And I've been watching, rewatching Veep again. So um, the boss is Ken. He's also in Veep. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Lumberg. Lumberg, yeah. <laughs> His name's Ken. He's the math guy, the staff oh, guy. Oh, Lumberg bleeped her. He look like he hasn't changed. Like he's gotten a few grayer hairs the last twenty years, but he looks pretty much the same. That's like Office Space is like the tour de force of character actors. By the way, like, Diedrich nope. Bader, Diedrich Bader's in Office Space, also in Veep. He's the next door neighbor, uh, of uh, the the main character. Oh my God, you're right, and he's the um, he's the uppity uh, 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 White House um, yeah. like assistant. Oh my God, good call. I could. Oh my God, what a what a what a combination of roles that is! And what, by the way, how how do I know Diedrich Bader's real name? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't you know. know, you, know you know how I know? It's it's uh it's one of those things where you're watching the show and you're like it's like the smart TV or it's the HBO thing and you hit pause. Not even. And it no really it, 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 I actually it, happen to know his name. You know what I'm talking about right? Like when it lists the oh, name. Oh yeah, of course. Bottom. Yeah. Okay. Amazon Prime is much better about that than Netflix, for example. But right, if you have a smart Amazon TV. Prime is the best about it. Yes. All right, here's a quick one to get started. Would you rather? How do you know Dietrich Bader's name? He was in the the, the um Beverly Hillbillies movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? And he was also in the uh, Drew Carey show. And I think that's how I used to know is I because uh, I like the Drew, Drew Carey show back in the day. Carey show, my God. Yeah, Cleveland rocks. Oh, Mimi. Mimi. Comedian, that's terrible. I, mean, I, I shouldn't actually. Drew Carey's a colleague of ours, so I shouldn't say call him terrible. Oh, I like that show. It's a good show. It's a good show. Cleveland rocks. You know, oh, can it, you name the before you can you name the? Man, this show's already off the rails early. I like it. Um, can you name the the band? No, yeah, I, I don't. Cleveland rocks. I don't think I. Uh, I don't think I ever knew the band. Who is it? Do you know the, the sweater people that you keep watching? The sweater people. My morning jacket. <laughs> That's my, my answer to everything. My morning. You remember jacket. a song called Lump? Oh yeah, President of the United States of America. That's who did the Cleveland Cleveland Rocks. Yeah, how about that? Maybe I did I know that. I took guitar lessons for like a very very small period of time when I was younger. And wait, you started something, didn't finish it? Get out of here. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Town hard. Like that doesn't check out. Doesn't anyway, you learn lump. Let me guess. I try to come in and say, "Hey, uh, Jerry, Jerry, I want to learn lump." And he's like, "You know, I was going to teach you a good song, but sure, I'll teach you the two chords that the President of the United States of America play on lump." You loser. So was that guitar lesson number one? It was number three, and then four. <laughs> four never happened. Yada yada yada. I can't play guitar <laughs> now. I'm, now I'm hosting a podcast. <laughs> I can still probably play. I still probably play a couple of power chords and maybe if you gave me like 15 minutes, uh, play the, the beginning of come as you are by Nirvana. Well, I play guitar as a form of therapy, so I can teach you how to play those songs. If you, I, want. I, I, I don't believe that you play. Oh my God. You play so much acoustic guitar. Oh yeah. hundred percent have acoustic guitar. Why would I have an electric guitar as a grown man sitting in my basement? I mean, it's not any better than having an acoustic guitar sitting in your basement. What are you like yeah, playing? I like, pay for an amplifier and a bunch of playing like third eye blind anthems. Like, what are you doing? Third eye blind. Uh, no, I, I play my own special take on all the fish songs. It's a five hour five hour affair live on YouTube. That feels like you're deflecting because you don't really want to tell people what you play on guitar. Oh, um, right now I'm learning "Angelus" by Elliot Smith. Elliot Smith, by the way, do not listen to the lyrics. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack of Will Goodwill Honey is a lot of Elliott Smith songs, so I've always liked that song. It's incredibly hard to play. 
Uh, but I got all day. So, you know, uh, there's that. Hmm. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Hey Joe, play that. Hey Joe's a great song. That's a fun song. You know, I was actually listening to Jimi Hendrix last night. Hey, Hey, what can you do? Is a, a pretty easy song to play. Uh, that's a fun song to play. Okay. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix isn't bad, it turns out. <laughs> he might well, be honest. Yeah, I mean, I just think that I, this is the theory. And so I've had this, I've had my, my Led Zeppelin theory. And it's not really a theory. It's just like a take, I guess. Something you stole from someone else. Go ahead. No, no, no it's mine. Um, surprisingly. That um, like Zeppelin has been underrated for uh, quite some time now by the what? general public. You mean the last 20 years or something? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Like when, when I assume you and I in were the, both, both in high school, Led Zeppelin was like the biggest band on the planet. I was going to say, in the late 80s and early 90s, there was no one sleeping on Led Zeppelin. No, like I had like the four disc game, thought like everyone was into Zeppelin. Because 106 was the hard rock station in Raleigh at the time. I think you said it switched over to something else. It's uh, 100.7 now. <laughs> they moved down the dial a little bit. Because <laughs> G105 was the pop music. and um, I don't G105 is still rolling, man. That's funny, man. G105. You know that the G105, when you when you talk to Adam Gold, he is like 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 five feet away from the G105 studio. What but he's not on the he's not on that station, right? He's on a different station. 999 and G105 are owned by the same company. Okay, but they don't simulcast. Well, no. no, no, there's like a there's a pop studio and a um and a sports studio. Gotcha. What I, uh I haven't been in there since pre What is your Led Zeppelin theory? Oh no, no, I just think they're underrated. And my but my Jimi Hendrix take was gonna be that like Hendrix, like I think Zepp's kind of moved back toward a little more mainstream. Like people were listening to it maybe more often than they were like five years ago. Yeah, Hendrix, Hendrix is has has drifted into extremely underrated territory in, in terms of like legendary musicians who just don't get enough run on you don't hear them a lot, but I, I don't I'm saying I don't know what's I mean, you obviously run in different musical circles than I do, but I don't I don't hear them a lot. But again, that's just me. Like and I, Axis so, Fold, and the other, part of the problem too, I think, is like did you say Axis Foley, Axis Bold is Love, the the album. Oh, I thought you said um, is I listen, I was listening to it last night. Um, like to listen to it through it's like, and I actually ordered a vinyl copy uh, at some point last night too. Um, yeah, I, I'm the hipster, but you're ordering records, thirty threes. Okay, LPs, baby. Um, it's it's just got a bunch of bangers on it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I ended up playing just to bring this full circle. I basically played the, the music I used to listen to in the in the eighties, nineties, a little two 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 thousands, the aughts. That's about it. Like I don't play. I don't think I play anything recent because I don't know what's going on recently. I bet. Do you play any bare naked ladies? No. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, I play some. Uh, no, no. Some Foo Fighters. I play a little bit of that. You really? Yeah, I like Dave Grohl. What, um, what is the most like? What's the what is the song that you play that your fifteen year old son, who he hears it and is like, "You are such a dork, Dad." Um, it's like Zep. He's not gonna hear like, "Hey, what could you do?" And be like, "Oh, like, why are you playing that?" I don't know. There's no way he knows what like listens to Led Zeppelin. Well, like I learned, I think I learned uh, Jingle Bell Rock during Christmas. (laughs) 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 That was fun. (laughs) Oh my god! Do you you know what you should you should do? Put out a put out a Christmas album. All right. So like you you are you've been complaining about. I mean, I don't want to you know make your stuff you know make your biz public, but like you know you're. Yeah, fifteen-year-old oh, kid. He's a I complained about it. I complained about an HQ about two an hour and a half ago. Right, and so what, I guess my point is like you're like you wanted to call him Brinson Junior. Well, if I tell you something that's gonna like annoy your fifteen-year-old, 
it's probably going to work. So you know what you should do? This is what I would do if I were you. Oh, boy. Can't wait for this parenting advice. Go ahead. I would, for the remaining days of July, strap your acoustic guitar over your head. And over your head. Just, or, or whatever. Just put the guitar on your Oh, okay. It's like, what? What are you talking don't about? Hold, don't hold it above your head and like jam. <laughs> um, scratches that out. All right, go ahead. Your 15-year-old gets home. Preferably, he's at home with friends or like on a phone call. And you yell out, it's Christmas in July, baby. And just start oh, playing man. Jingle Bell Rock. And like, don't stop. Just do not like play the entire song. And then walk back downstairs, put your guitar down. And do that every day for the rest of July. And he will hate, he will, he, he won't, he won't have anything, any kind of comeback. I promise. Just try it once. No, I think that's right. He, he's had his buddies over consistently. They might like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is that like <laughs> you do run the risk of like you have to. It, it takes a lot of confidence to do that. You have to be, you have to be willing to look extremely. And as I said to you before, you like to lean into right. awkwardness and anger, whereas I like most people tend to run away from it. Right. Yeah. 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 I would I would. I would like, I don't know what I, I don't, I, oh my God, I can't wait till Robbie's 15 and has friends over. I can just, yeah, we'll see. That's a, it's a, it's a box of rainbows. 15 year old, like 15 year old, like boys are the most, like the most petrifying audience on, on the entire planet to like be talking to. Cause they're, uh, they're just full blown sarcastic, like, D, don't give a bleep. No, his friends are actually, he's actually, he's they're not respectful. A oh. Yeah, no, his friends are solid. They're good kids. I like them. Um, he's just like he's just like a fifteen year old boy in that he's like dumb, and all fifteen year old boys are dumb. Like he's no dumber than anyone else. They just they don't understand what you're saying. You have to repeat things 10, 15, 20 times. You get a lot of blank stares. He's got his, you know, he always has one AirPod in, so he has, to, and it's always the one facing you somehow. So he's got to take that out to hear what you said when you're basically telling him to do something you told him to do already fifty times. It's a whole thing. It doesn't sound like that big a deal. In the scheme of things, like he's not doing drugs, he's not you know fornicating as far as I know. Is he? No, I mouth off at him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is a one-way mouth off conversation, and he just sort of listens to it and goes on about his day. And that's I think that makes me angry that he doesn't even respond. At least you have the decency to to say something that makes me even angrier. All right, here we go. First, would you rather to get this uh, mailbag Friday started off that you might hear on Monday, depending on when you listen? So my boy Ryan Wilson over at CBS Sports. Okay. That was my son. All right, here we go. Would you rather always pick your nose immediately before shaking hands or constantly have one hand, including your wrist, down your pants? <laughs> I, I, I mean, why, why are you? These seem like real life scenarios. What's That's amazing. <laughs> I love that someone had to write this down on a sheet of paper as part of their job. Well, I mean, uh, all right, so... Before you answer, there's a little note here. I haven't been reading. I mean, okay. This note says, in Indonesia, the penalty for masturbation is decapitation. So just keep that in mind. Well, what the, there's just a, a big, pretty big gulf between uh, having your hand on your pants and masturbation. I feel like yeah, it, but if you're doing it in Indonesia in, in public... Devo, Devo, I hope Devo's on a call right now. He's, like, freaking out. He's like, uh, he's like Edward R. Rooney, Dean of Students, scrambling to... <laughs> Running around the table, not to to, the gummy bear in my pocket. (laughs) Anyway, what's your what's your uh, poison? Um, Pick your nose right before you shake someone's hand all the time, or always have your hands, including your wrist, down your britches. uh, That's a tough. I mean, I think the answer is hand down pants. I I think that that is less. 
Because like, because like, all right. So like, every if you have to every time you shake somebody's hand, and presumably you have to shake hands, like you can't like be like, oh, I'm just gonna do the you know the COVID right. elbow pound. Even if it's a fist bump, that's still weird. If it's still with the finger that you picked your nose and with, it's like every single person that you meet or see. So like, you, you basically have to take your normal course of life where you with one three second exception. <laughs> right, but I'm saying like it's not like you get to like cut out a bunch of handshakes. You still are doing the no, same. No, everything's the same except every single time like you are a pariah. Yeah, and I think if you have your hand down your pants, people don't necessarily get used to it, but it's not as big a shock as you sticking your finger halfway up your face. I mean, look, I've definitely been like I mean, a nose picker? Close close like um like whether it's like no, I mean, I'll pick, I, yeah, I don't, I'll pick my nose. I don't care, but I don't want to do it before I shake somebody's hand. Right. I mean, as far as you know, as far as you know, uh, well done. That was accidental. Sorry. Um, but the hands on the pants thing, like, I mean, I'll sit on a couch at like my parents' house with my hands down my pants and like yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? Like, and like my mom will be like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "What?" What's, yeah, but you're not what? doing it at work. Well, I mean, you know, you didn't do it. Ah, you didn't, can't see my other hand, can you? I mean, when we're we have to get together for work purposes, not when you're you know below the the camera isn't showing what you're up to. But uh, I mean, but yeah. point, being, point being is it's hands, hands down pants easily. Yeah. So think about it this way: so we all were in LA for the Super Bowl. Let's say the moment you landed, you had your hands down your pants. You did the podcast on set on air on on HQ. Hand down your pants. Went to dinner. Hand down your pants. Went to got in the Uber to go to your friend's house in Pacific Palisades. I, I want you to think about how many hands you shook. Out of dinner, though. Well, I'm just, yeah, that's the first half. The second half is, okay, we had Kayvon Thibodeau on set. I picked my nose before shaking his hand. We had Ray Lewis on He's set. He's not shaking your hand. He's like, what is the matter with you? And he throws right. you in the building. Like, you're just it's like, a, somebody's like, going to beat you up within like three months of having to It's like a punk. It's like, that, that's actually something out of punk, I feel like you would do. Or, yeah, for practical, impractical jokers or something. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm hands oh, yeah. down pants. Um, so I think that's the answer. Hand down, hands down pants. Now, part of that too is like, you need to be, um, if you're constantly hand now, like, do you have to, you, can you use your other hand to like fist pound or shake hands? Sure. I think, I, I mean, mean like, I mean, that's, if you're like, hey, that, my left hand, I mean, everybody's assuming that your hands are, you know, you're, you're not exactly like a clean hygienic, you know, germaphobe. If you've got your hand down your pants 24 seven, I mean, I think if you leave your hand, one hand down your pants and you shake with the other hand, it's even weirder. Like you refuse, you refuse to take your hand out of your pants for some reason. So I think, yeah, you can use whichever hand you want, but I think the rules as they're written is that they have to have to stay down forever. So it's just, it's just down. It's just being, I mean, it'd be hard to like, first of all, you can't exercise. That's the least of your concerns, exercising. I'm just thinking of things you can't do when your hand you is. You can run in place. You can do layups. <laughs> I can't do uh, jump shots. That would be a, God, it would be a, no, it would just be, a, it would be like, I like having, I mean, well, I, should, I, I mean, I've, very comfortable having my hand down my pants. You can, you can run. You can general, jog. You're not really, yeah. Can, can, can I play golf? If you can play with one hand down your pants, oh, you can. Well, see, that's a game changer then. then oh. I'm, going, I'm going nose pick if I can't play golf ever again. Okay. Well, that, there you have it. Well, I'm just I'm going to say, like, I'm sorry, I don't shake hands. You can. No, that's obviously that's not going to work. See, I have to shake. People just stop shaking your hand. Well, COVID would have been the best thing for you in terms of the. If you're the if you're the nose picker, nose pick handshake guy, like mm -hmm. you get you, 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 this happens like five or six times. Like your close friends ask you about it, you're like, you, obviously you can't tell them the deal. Like you can't be like, oh. I just have to pick my nose because I, I did a what it what I 
Would you rather? I did a would you rather bet that I lost. Um, so you're like, it's just a thing. I can't help it. And then, I, and then, but then like publicly, like people just stop shaking your hand. Like people come up to you and they're like, hey, what's up, bro? And then they like take a step back. Like, yeah. When so they like, meet you, you but actually, you would actually become a cleaner person. But here's the thing people that don't know you don't know that. So when we're at a company event and the head of CBS is there and you shake his hand, that's if that's what he or she sees. Uh, this idiot picking yeah, his getting, nose. You're getting fired pretty quickly, probably. Yeah. In the time it takes you to stick your finger like, in your nose, I'm pretty like sure you're redacted, good. Fired. Redacted name of <laughs> redacted former high ranking CBS. First, so, you, you see him at a you see him at a Super Bowl event, and you're like, "Oh man, I can't believe I got to shake this guy's hand." And then all of a sudden, you have to pick your nose, and then he says, "You're fired." All right, so that's a would you rather. By the way, uh, once again, shout out to Brunson for the last podcast telling people to request money from Venmo because those have been coming fast and furious. <laughs> Any good but, ones? Any good ones? Uh, let me see. I've seen the dollar, the million dollars, the sixty-nine dollars, the the one dollar. Joe one. Sanchez requests a hundred bucks. He's degenerate sports betting behavior. <laughs> uh, let's see. Derek Scholl requests a hundred dollars, and he sent me a reminder because he wants to have a bachelor party. Mm. I don't know what kind of hundred dollar bachelor party he's having, but <laughs> hopefully yes, it works. Did I out see for. that one? Oh no, I saw that, I saw that on uh, when I looked yesterday at your event. Let me actually, I guess I can look. I don't know if I saw I sent you this one. Gabriel Swanson asked for twenty bucks because he's he's hungry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, oh. So I think that's that's caught up. Oh wait, he re- Derek Shaw requested money from me too. Get out of here, buddy. Nice. Two hundred dollars from you know what? Uh, Not so funny uh, now, is it? What's that? Not so funny now, is it? Uh, um, I had somebody who requested um fifteen dollars from me. This is like way like a year ago. And the person said, oops, wrong person. Sorry. If you feel it in your heart, feel free to return it. I was like, I looked, I was like, you didn't pay me anything. So it was like, a, it was a pretty clever little scam. I was going to say, I wonder how many times people accidentally click the fill request button. Well, so like for yours, so you have to, in theory, um, type in your last four digits of your phone number. Oh, okay. Um, by the way, if you want to request money from Ryan Wilson, his Venmo is Ryan dash Wilson dash three, seven, eight, three, one, which I've almost memorized at this point, which is hysterical. Gross. Um, do that. Give him, send him, send him weird requests now while we're on the podcast. He's going to get emails and like alerts about him. It's going to annoy him. He's going to think it's kind of funny. Fire up $1 request. That's Ryan fine. dash Wilson. Dash one cent, $1, whatever. If it, if it makes you feel good. Uh, and I did, I, by the way, I wanted Sam C to, to let him know that I did get his, his uh, request, or actually, he gave a dollar. I should make that clear. If I could pay with, see, if I if I could pay with my Venmo balance, I would pay for Derek Scholl's bachelor party. Sam C gave a dollar to the tattoo fund, and also wanted to be known that he never got his Brenton sucks hat. I passed that information on the Debo. So fingers crossed, Sam C, you will get your hat. I believe Debo's response was, "The next podcast producer can take care of that," which is is very telling for a number of different reasons. Um, one, it's indicative of Debo's work ethic, which as we know is lacking these days and that's okay. Um, it doesn't really matter. His boss quit listening to this podcast, so don't worry about it. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't know if BK listens or not. Uh, and then two, 
it really tells you that I think there's some frustration from Debo. He thought he'd be gone from this podcast by now. And the reality that he's never leaving is starting to creep in. I do love the fact that you realize that this, you're basically dunking on yourself, but you are still going to finish the joke <laughs> to take a shot at Debo. Yeah, sure. I don't care. Uh, okay. Uh, what, what are we doing today? We're doing a mailbag. Is that right? Yeah, it's mailbag Friday, <laughs> Monday. Um, oh, you know what? What? I'm going to go need to take next Friday off. Just FYI. Well, it should be me and Debo then because Breach is already on vacation. The, the band called Fish is coming to Raleigh. Yeah, have you ever seen them before? Uh, just I, I think you know what? How far are you from Hartford? A long way. Hartford's <laughs> actually like two hours from Stanford. I think it's a good little hump. Yeah, they're playing over there on Sunday. I was thinking about randomly jumping. I was. I, I'm not going to do it. I just, you know, sometimes you get a wild hair. Uh huh. I hear you. Anywho, mailbag question. If Breach is here, he'd say mailbag. That was better. Thank you. Mailbag Q from my name for Benson's tattoo on Apple Podcast from Australia. Oh, I like that. The Australia fact. I like the fact that that could be possibly your tattoo if um, you win the best podcast in the world award. Um, Ian Marquez asked, do you think Nada is dreading this job the way Brinson talks about Debo? Um... Yes. I mean, have you heard Debo talk about me? And Nada has actually not Nada, Nada, produced, is, Nada does the Ion College Basketball podcast primarily, which is a, a one eighty professional job. Matt Norlander, if you lined up Matt Norlander in the spectrum of people, Brinson is at the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a Z and he's an A. Yes. Um, Nada Nada is, um. I don't know. I, like, I think I think I don't think he minds this podcast because it's not like he's not doing it every day. So it's like it's just so it, it's like you you do a you a every day, and then like occasionally you get a little Z. Like once a week, you get some Z. You know? It's like when you have to babysit your your three year old grandkid who's a huge butthole, but you only have to do it once a month. <laughs> You're not doing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> this is a depressingly accurate analogy. <laughs> I might I might like snarf at some point on this podcast. Anyway, uh, my name for Vince's tattoo. From Australia, asked, can you please speculate? Oh, uh, and uh, not as not. I don't think now is going to. Unless I'm wrong, I think I think it's going to be somebody else. They could hire. They could have hired him by now. I, I hell. They I, have to hire someone who has no previous uh, interactions with Will Brent. Yeah, what happened is they were getting a bunch of like applications for the job, and then I retweeted it, and everybody's like, "Nope, I'm out." Right. They realize who they have to work with. Uh, can you anyway? Can you please speculate on and rank the best, worst available head coaching position, positions going into the twenty twenty three season? This year there were five vacancies, and the top candidates for those positions. Thanks for the fun and in depth analysis. Always a pleasure. Well, this is back. pretty pretty easy to start. Sean Payton. Oh, uh, you want to start candidates? Yeah, candidate, candidate number one is Sean Payton. Yeah. So all right, well, hold on. let's um. All right, so I all right. In the, let's do, just, I mean, let's find legit. We did this. Um, Breach and I did this looking at possible GBG trade candidates. I, I just think I, this is sort of how my brain always operates when I'm trying to narrow down a list of NFL teams. Mm -hmm. I think it's possible the Jets job could come open. I don't think it's likely, but that's the only AFC East job that could come open. Uh, I, think, I think Robert Sala has one more year. Almost yeah, I think I think Robert Sala is fine. I think Zach Wilson might be on a hotter seat than Robert Sala for measuring temperature. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So I mean, what if it, it would be unexpected? Okay. So. The Dolphins are not. The Dolphins are not having turnover. Don't don't. We're not. We're not going down the page. What if Sean Payton wants to coach in Miami? 
well that okay that's but that's that's not a job that's a candidate all right well, let's, let's all right Bengals nobody's going anywhere Steelers nobody's going anywhere at Browns I don't think so John Arbaugh's not going anywhere so that's two divisions down where nobody's getting fired the Titans aren't moving on from Mike Vrabel Frank Reich's job is safe barring like an absolute nightmare I don't think the Texans who have been yeah they have no history of firing guys after one year it would be a really, really bad look to fire a black head coach back to back one year. He did it once. Might as well double down. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, like the Texans, have, 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 have the Texans been sued as part of like the NFL's like discrimination? Yeah, but as you pointed out, they sued by a bunch of women. They like, settled. The Texans cannot afford any bad PR. They're not firing Lovey Smith after one year. Okay. I don't. I, that, Doug's not going anywhere. So that's. Okay. Andy Reid is safe. Josh McDaniels safe. Brandon Staley is safe. You know, Hackett, Hackett. There's not going to be a single coach from the AFC fired. How much are you willing to bet? Oh, no, I'm. I there's one of the there's a over Houston. under. Here you go. Over under one and a half coaches in the AFC. I, mean, I, would, take the, I would take the over. And I don't. You would feel, take the over one and a half. I mean, it's. I don't feel comfortable about it. But yeah. okay. Um, it, I don't know where they're coming from. Assuming Cowboys is a all right. Well, all right, Cowboys legitimate possible opening. Yes. And that that that's a big time Sean Payton factor too. Um, Washington won't fire Ron Rivera. The Giants just hired Brian Dable. I would put it two and a half in the NFC East. Two and a half? Yeah. What? Like two two and a half coaches in the NFC? Like three? Yeah, I'm not sure about Rivera because I mean we don't no, know what's happening with Dan Snyder. Well, Snyder, they, Snyder's Snyder's. There are a lot of variables that could end up messing things up in Washington. I think Ron Rivera has too much power in that. Uh, organization. I'll say two. Two and a half is sort of high, but I'll say two. Well, one and a half is a good, is a spicy over under. I would say that maybe Nick Sirianni, if, they, if things go like terribly in, in Philly, I wonder if they would like, they would reconsider. Again, you Sean know? Payton is waiting in the wings type of situation. Eric has entered the chat with audio on. <laughs> no, not going to come in and defend your well, man. He was, he was not happy with Nick at the start of the last season. Then he sort of got his act together. He's fine. Yeah, see? But do you mean like he's fine, like his job is fine, or like he's fine as a coach? I think he, both. Honestly, both apply. Like he's he's, <laughs> he's fine. Is such a well, Debo wasn't happy with him to start last season. Rightfully so, at the beginning yeah. of last season. But also, yeah. I could say the same thing about the quarterback and and some other players. So yeah, I I think things are trending upwards. But it wouldn't be like absolutely shocking. There's there's some decent expectations on the team this year if if they fall flat and are six and eleven. What if they're six wow. and eleven and Sean Payton wants that job? Where are, are you, you on are that? You, are you out on the Eagles? Because I'm in on the Eagles. Is that what is that what is happening? No, he's trying to balance your optimism. He doesn't want to. No, be. I just in in cases in the past when there is this much uh, excitement around the team, I feel like it mm. is just kind of setting up for disappointment. Right. So. So, so basically, the Miles Sanders dream team style comments have got you just rattled. He said that. He said something. He's like, it feels like an all-star game or something. We have a team of all-stars. Oh, uh, that's not good. No, I'm not. Who's Vince Youngish? Yeah, not as um, demonstrative or like ambitious as, as Vince Young, especially. And, 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 he wasn't a, and he wasn't the backup quarterback either. Right. I mean, I'm not booking the, the tickets to Arizona quite yet, but I'm hopeful. But yes, uh, if, if Sean Payton shows interest and this year goes poorly, um, sign me up. Yeah. I, anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on to a different division where you handle the comment section, Debo. Um, <laughs> the, um, the Packers, nothing's happening there. The uh, v- the Vikings just hired Kevin O'Connell. The Bears just hired Matt Eberflus. I guess they could fire him after one year if it's like really, really bad. I mean, that'd be surprising. 
The Lions aren't firing Dan Campbell. I'm going to put this at a half. I think under is probably juice, but I agree. You wouldn't take the over of a half? Not in that division. All right. Are we talking? You know, to be clear, like we're not talking. We're not. We're talking firings or vacancies. Yeah, no retirements, no weird situation, no John Gruden type situations. Just you got you got fired. You got a pink slip. Yeah, I would, I would take the under there. I think. I um, Todd Bowles is. Oh my gosh! I'm going to set this at two and a half right now in t- in the NFC South. That's a good number. Two and a half. Because like, it might Sean be three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Carolina. It might be three now. You forgot about Carolina. Matt Rule's like minus three hundred. Well, I was going down the I was going down the the last year's first to to last list. So it was Tampa, New Orleans, Atlanta, then Carolina. I'm going to set it at three. What are you taking on three? Oh, uh, you make it's going to be a half. You get two and a half or three and a half. It's going to be two and a half. Two and a half is too easy. No one's taking the under in two and a half. Of th- that means you think three quarters of the division is getting fired. All right, two and a half. What are you taking? Uh, the over. <laughs> I think the over two and a half is probably like plus 150. I mean, three out of four coaches fired a division is pretty hefty. Okay, let's go through them. I, I don't think Todd Bowles will get fired. Okay. Um, do the other three. <laughs> hey, look, Matt Rule and Arthur, I, I want to say that Arthur Blank is extremely patient, I think. Well, they won seven maybe, games. And he's like secretly not patient. Um, he's not getting younger. Spanky. I, I just, like, but like you trade Matt Ryan, it's like very clear that they're rebooting. Okay. I, I, I would take the under two and a half. Wow. Okay. But I mean, two would two getting fired in there would not be surprising at all. I mean, I think Matt Rule is fired if he doesn't make the playoffs, and if if you, if they start like one and five, he might get fired if they go to the playoffs. I'm not even joking. David Tepper is itching to fire somebody. If they go nine and eight and they they lose in the playoffs like the Titans did to the Bengals, he's getting fired. Yeah, I mean David Tepper like David David Tepper's like firing people from his soccer team just because he's like like he's he's like I'm gonna fire somebody. I can't fire a rule yet. I've got to fire somebody. Soccer team. These brass balls back here aren't gonna fire themselves. Oh yeah, that's a thing. I forgot. Um, and then in the NFC West, one and a half. Jesus, you're firing everybody. Well. I, I tell Cooper you, out here with firings. This is wild. I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be interesting, and I wonder if Pete Carroll. Just Car- an extension. Pete Carroll might retire, so that 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 in this case that includes retirements. Um, he doesn't want to I retire, I, but I think he may be asked. Maybe they'll push him out to to get more progressive in terms. All of right, so office. give me your five best possible vacancies. Is that what the original question? I mean, Dallas. I, and look, like the the point of this was that the point of this exercise to go through these and look at it was with the note that. To me, at least right now, and, and it's it's you know it's obviously July. Everybody's optimistic. Everybody can win nine games at this point, except the Falcons or Bears. So Dallas, Dallas is the number one opening for sure. I'm gonna throw Arizona in there. I know he's just signed a deal clip did, but I don't know if that matters. They, they drafted Josh Rosen in the first round, and then you know twelve months later they moved on from him. If man, that would be wild if they had like if they started like seven or like six and two. And then finish like seven and ten, and Kyler was a disaster down the stretch, and yeah. Hopkins got hurt, and like the Bidwell. Well, Hopkins is not going to play the first six games too. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, and then, I don't have five teams. So, um, where's the Panther? The Panthers. The Panthers have to be on the list somewhere because like there's a, like the highest. Have- well, even if it's not the most attractive job, the, the percentage chance of Matt Rule getting so- extremely high. 
Yeah, Arizona as an asterisk because I mean that that feels almost that feels uh, perhaps as far fetched as any of the names I'll mention. I'll put and I think it's all NFC teams, and you can choose the order: Atlanta, Carolina, and then I'll put Washington on there too. People, I don't think um, I don't think anyone in the NFC North is getting fired. People keep mentioning, or I seen Mike Rabel mentioned in the in the comments, like or Tennessee, like man, I don't think. I mean, Mike Rabel has been awesome as a head coach. I would be really and like if. He's not there because he doesn't want to be there. Otherwise, yeah, 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 I think so too. All right, so like maybe like he maybe he's because it's entirely possible that Vrabel is like a Tannehill guy, and he doesn't want like he just did, maybe he doesn't. I mean, I don't know. I'm just floating a hypothetical. Like he's not a big Malik Willis guy, and he's mad that they traded AJ Brown and that they're moving on from Tannehill and that their whole approach is just in contrast to what he wants to do. And he's like, I'm out. And you have a. So, so, so we'll include Tennessee for that reason. Um, I mean, you mentioned the Jets. I don't think so. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to win four games. If they do, it'll be on Zach Wilson, not Robert Sala for, as the reason why, but maybe. Is Woody Johnson still running things or is his brother? Yeah, Woody's back. All right. uh, so who knows? No more ambassador to Barbados or well, Woody. Was it Barbados? I think it was China. Was it, where was it? It was England. Uh, yeah, maybe Scotland. I don't know. Uh, my, my, uh, I, I had a, I had a friend. Uh, my one of my dad's friends was the ambassador to the Barbados for, uh, for the the old W regime or maybe it was the original Bush regime. Yeah, um, that wasn't it was an accidental humble brag. I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Um, didn't feel like an accident. I, I yeah I know I, I wasn't <laughs> I really didn't mean to. Um, all sure. right, so that's um, the team. Okay, right, so Arizona, Tennessee, Dallas. And Carolina, Carolina Atlanta are the four most likely. And Tennessee's not really likely. We're just Carolina, Atlanta. I put Washington in there. The it's, Jets. It's hard to find. And, and look, all this changes in like week six when some teams won in five. And was John Gruden the first coach to be without a job last year? Was he the first? <laughs> You're scared to even say if you didn't know he was fired because well, he, he wasn't fired. He yeah. resigned. Yeah. Yeah. He was the first guy gone. I wonder if anyone bet that. Uh, yeah, he was. His odds weren't that long because they they've been so bad. People, the general public was under the impression that John Gruden could get fired for performance reasons, not realizing that John Gruden was essentially like, as powerful as Mark Davis in that organization. <laughs> Except he didn't understand how email worked. Right? He's, uh, yeah, he's well, it's really Bruce Allen's fault there, but yeah, um, he's like more powerful than he was more powerful than Mark Davis, based simply on his haircut and his ability, you know, the type of car he drove. Um, so we need a fifth team, Houston. Houston could be in there. I, I keep mentioning Washington and the Jets, but you don't respond. Um, I I really would I, I would be surprised if Ron Rivera got fired, but I just mean because all the tumult surrounding that team that is. Would you rather take the Panthers or the Jets' job? Jets. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think that's a wrong answer. It's just in, the damn. Jets' draft last year was Sauce Gardner, Garrett yeah. Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, and Brees Hall in the first. Two rounds. I would just be, I don't think I would, I mean, like, and uh, please don't play this on Charlotte Radio. Actually, I would say it on Charlotte Radio. I don't really care, but I don't think I'd want to work for David Tepper. Mm, can't believe you said that out loud. Like, maybe he'll give us, a, maybe he gives you a bunch of money and that's great. But like, they, I mean, they, they, he and Marty Harney, who also no longer works for the team, um, former Florida, Washington Post reporter. What's that? Former Washington Post reporter, Marty Harney. And former radio host in Charlotte, uh, multiple time GM. Pete Briscoe called him the, um, what do you call him? The patron saint of media members turned GMs. I think he did in a private tax. I should say that. Anyway. Um, Another humble brag. 
yes, I texted Pete, humble wreck. Um, <laughs> what was I trying to say? Uh, anyway, you don't, they, they, don't want to work for Dave. They, they flew to they flew to they flew to Waco and like wined and dined Matt Rule and gave him this huge contract and they sold both sides sold each other on this incredible rebuild and like how they were going to, you know, six year plan, blah, 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 blah. And like two years in, it's like Matt rules got the hottest seat in football. Sort of surprised he didn't leave last year. They pull one of those things. Yeah, I was too. I thought he might take the Notre Dame job. Um, so, uh, Philly, Washington, DBD, if Diva thinks it's possible, it's possible. I think the Saints are maybe in there. I don't know. They're doing a terrible job answering this question. Oh my god! Are we well, fl- five is a lot. What about the the candidates? So Sean Payton's number one. Uh, after that, it's a single question mailbag, maybe. Um, yeah, Sean Payton is one. I'm trying to think of the like, I'm not up on the young whippersnappers who are making. I'm trying to think of like who's the because like everybody's kind of bolted the Kyle Shanahan. Um. Like everybody's bolted the Kyle Shanahan nest, so to speak. What about, well, I mean, there's still, I had to Google this real quick because I forgot. Byron Leftwich is still out there. Eric BNM is still out there. What about Brian Flores? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to hire him until he's that lawsuit's cleared up, though. But here's the thing like that happened, that senior, that senior bowl, like that Wednesday practice, I think. And everyone at the senior bowl just sort of stopped what they were doing and like, what in the world? And the consensus was he's never going to coach again. And a month and a half later, he's coaching for the Steelers, and no one is batting an eye about it. I yeah, think he's I, I think he's going to be in the mix for head coaching jobs. Okay. Oh, uh, Byron Leftwich. Did you say? Yeah, I just I said Byron. Byron just said the enemy. Um, I don't know any of the young whippersnappers. I know that Prisco keeps uh Prisco and JJ seem to be up on those sort of things because that's. Well, no, the problem is like almost all of them got like Todd Bowles, Dennis Allen. D'Amico um, Ryan's is another guy that able like all the all the big names got hired. Matt Eberflus was a big name. Flores is is still a big name. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett was a guy. Here's just something to to keep in mind. So Raheem Morris is another name, former coach who's now sort of made his way back. Yeah, Raheem Morris is good. That's a good call. So Raheem, D'Amico, Byron, Bienemy, Flores, those are all people of color. I think that um. Uh, Brian Flores actually. Vance it. Joseph, he might get another look too. Vance Joseph, so it, it, this this could be the year where. Oh, uh, Gerard Mayo is. Um, Gerard Mayo, I don't know, is he uh, that far along in terms of he's, the? He's is he and Steve Belichick. Yeah, I think he is that far along. Okay. Um, he and Steve Belichick are essentially. You, by the way, you know the Patriots don't have a single coach named <laughs> offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. Or uh, either one named. I, I love it. I love it. I saw the headline. I didn't. I didn't go too deep. I just saw that. Kellen Moore, Dan yeah. Quinn, Dan Quinn. Yes, Kellen Moore. Yeah, I'm sort of soured on Kellen Moore because I feel like Dan Quinn had a much better year than Kellen Moore did. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I'm just saying these. But yeah, my point was that it could be a run on um on minority coaching hires, um for the head coaching job just because there's so many out there now that are young and making a name for themselves. Leslie Frazier's still out there. He's uh, Jonathan Gannon, DC for the Eagles is Debo's guy. Yeah, uh, Luke Getzey, who's now the OC with Denver, was the QB coach with the Packers and followed Nathaniel Hackett. I believe mm. uh, is be in the mix. Um, trying to think. Of, oh, uh, Heinz Ward, of course. Yeah, I don't think Heinz Ward's going to be in the. Who the Texans interviewed him for the head coaching job? Yeah, last before they hired freaking. 
That's hysterical. He's the wide receivers coach at Florida Atlantic. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, who the, the, they were like they were basically trying to hire Josh McCown. Maybe maybe they fired Lovey for Josh McCown. Who knows? Um, oh, D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, I mentioned him. Okay, sorry. I was I was, I was thinking while you were was part of my conversation of minority hiring my potentially being uptake. Uh, Pete Carmichael could be in the mix. He's got a job as an offensive coordinator. Oh wait, uh, what's that coach's name? Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen. Oh right, Dennis Allen. People because Pete Carmichael has been the OC there forever. Um, Lou Anarumo, maybe. Um, Eagles defense is great again. Who who's he the DC for? Cincinnati. Oh right, I knew that. I said the name sounded familiar. I couldn't place it right. Yeah, no, that's right. Fair enough. And um, oh, did you say Patrick Graham? No, I saw his name, but I I got distracted. Yep, he's um, he's yeah. no longer with the Giants though. Where's he? With the Raiders now. Raiders. Yeah, like if the Raiders' defense is good, then they should be. Although they're in that division. Yeah. Um, okay, that was a. Uh, uh, I guess we should probably. I'm in 43 minutes. 20 minutes on my kids and music. 20 minutes on. Rambling. Again, like this is the problem with the, like like if you watch the podcast on YouTube, it's much. I mean, it's not much better. It's just like this is like Friday vibes. Yeah. This is not like, oh, God, it's Monday vibes. All right, go to Russell B underscore. Before we go to Russell B, let's take a quick break, and then we'll answer another question next. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run to the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Russell B. Similar question. Assuming Matt Rule gets the ax during or after the season, we get another opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL right away. Hell no. I think the, the other question is, does does he want to coach in the NFL ever, ever again? That's why I thought he would. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, clearly he does. Cause he interviewed with the Jets before. Um, before what? Before he, before he, like, before they hired Robert Sala. He was about to be the Jets head coach. He, wait, was, so, taking, he was taking the job. But wait, as the Panthers coach or as the no, Baylor coach? no, no. no. Um, or maybe, as the Baylor coach, they haven't been coaching the same number of years. Um, 
It was 2019. Robert Sala's only been there one year, though, right? No, it was no. This is Robert Sala's third year. Yeah. Who's his quarterback in year one? Sam Darnold. Oh gosh, man, I repressed right. a lot. You might be right. Yeah, so COVID was his first year. I can't keep up. Okay, but my point is that Matt, uh, Matt Rule had not previously coached in the NFL as a head coach. So now that this experience has likely soured him, he is going back to college, making a buttload of money where he can be uh, the chief of the the castle and not have to worry about people telling him what to do other than the president of the university, which he can clearly walk all over. Um, yeah. I or think- you, you work for an organization where the owner, as you so eloquently put it, isn't David Tepper. Well, the the Jets tried to tried to tell him who he was going to hire as a head coach, as, as his. Coach. I remember that now. Yeah, I did, I totally forgot that Salah was going into year three. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Incredible show. Love the banter. Mm. I listen every day. This is from Keaton nine eight nine via Apple Podcasts. If you ever want to ask, if you want to ask a mailbag question prior to the twenty twenty two season, leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We will answer any and all mailbag questions. Or. Venmo Brentson with a request and a question. Yeah, I, I actually, you know what? We will take. We'll do an. Ex, we'll do a exclusive. Sorry, Venmo exclusive uh, uh, mailbag in the next couple of weeks. Send your mailbag questions to Ryan. Any send the weirdest possible questions. Yes, at Ryan Wilson three seven eight three one. I've now memorized it. This is pathetic. That's hysterical. Uh, Keaton says, "Incredible show. Love the banter. I listen every day." Not only is it highly entertaining, but also informative. Can present sometimes dry info in a fun way. Okay. Mailbag. No question here. But Wilson said that no one would want to watch the tattoo live stream. This is false. Please stream this. Thanks. Love the show. Okay. <laughs> I love how if you turn a certain direction, you disappear. If only your wife had that that ability in real life to make you disappear. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Um, the logistical challenge is going to be that we're going to be in Nashville for two days. And pretty tight turnaround, so we have to figure out how to balance the work stuff with the stupidity of me getting a tattoo. But whoa, 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 whoa! Did you just? Are you trying to build up a little? Like we might have time to get a tattoo in Nashville. I'm flying in on one day. And flying oh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You wanted to, you wondered what could possibly derail this tattoo this time. It can't be Brinson anymore. It can't be Breach anymore. What if I lose both my arms in a? combine you, this is a new low even for you i dude i am totally fine live streaming this and i'm totally fine uh doing it in nashville but as oh happened, boy as has happened in the past and Debo can attest you're not the most reliable of people so if we plan something for 6 p.m on a wednesday and you have some friends in town that you need to see it'll be you know audio see you later from brinson and that's that's okay, not okay. that is this is classic Wilson. Classic. You're trying give to wriggle out of this tattoo, and you're trying give to give me another example of classic Wilson. You're, you're like you're trying to pin this on me, like it's my fault that I have friends. Like like a hypothetical. Like I'm going to ditch a wor- two day work event to go see friends in Nashville. By the way, unlike you, when people give me money, I don't bail. I typically feel beholden. I gave you money. <laughs> no, no, I mean with like. In previous examples, I'm doing it. What are we talking about? All right. Um, well, if you get anyway, a, Keaton wants to live stream, and we're live streaming it. The only I, impediment to live streaming the tattoo in Nashville is like you filing an HR complaint, which is entirely possible. 
Yeah, that's in, that's in my back pocket. Um, yeah, I know this. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't care. I, I won't be in charge of live streaming. You can do whatever if, you want to do. If we have to choose between you getting a tattoo and live streaming it, then we will take the tattoo. I don't know how long any of this takes. We need Nada for a... Uh, but you're going to get that tattoo, and if worse comes to worse, Debo's going to pull out his iPhone and put it up on StreamYard. Right, Debo? That. I don't care. Yeah, that's the plan. Just okay. uh, Perfect. Little, we're, not gonna have, like, we're not going to have, like, Daniel there. Like, I don't care. If you, even if you bring Dane there, and you, you have the most expensive camera we have at CBS, that doesn't matter to me. You should be looking at my arm. We're actually having a set built of the tattoo studio, and I'm going to have a podcast set. I would just suggest you bring the uh, the wide-angle lens to get my my pythons in frame but other than that you guys is are good this, to go is this concerned about like is this are you worried you're gonna be body shamed no people are gonna be like oh i thought you said as long right. as i stand next to you and, and breach i'll be fine that's i mean don't have me don't have me stand yeah, next to be back no, and break no lies, no lies detected yeah i mean it's like i say all the time like you got me doing a hit with danny cannell that's one thing let me stand next to breach where i'm uh, two feet taller than he is and you know that's different. you gotta know your you know you know what robbie's big into now it's it cracks me up um he loves he loves doing he'll come up and like do like uh like he'll like re, and this is like very much like a, a, like we wouldn't have done this as kids because there weren't memes and gifts he'll like recreate a gif like you know the guy who like does like he's like does the peace sign and then disappears no but i i can envision it sure okay well he'll do that um or he'll how does do he disappear the, never mind um, or he'll 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 come up and be like, no. How does Robbie disappear? Like he runs behind the door or something? He just, he just ducks down. Oh, gotcha. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, he didn't evaporate into thin air. Um, or he'll do the uh, this is fine. Oh, the dog. I know that <laughs> like, one. This is fine. <laughs> That's funny that the kids know that one too. I know. Um, I, you know, I watched. Um, we watched, or we watched, I guess we watched the Mr. Beast videos. Like they're pretty funny. Who's Mr. Beast? Oh, but you're so old. Ask your 15-year-old. Oh, you know what? My 10-year-old just told me about Mr. Beast. He's one of the most famous YouTubers. He gives away money. Is that is that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Um, I will say... Your response, by the way, is the exact same response I got two days ago. And I said, who the F is Mr. Beast? was <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how old are you? My 10-year-old. Um, yeah, exactly. Now, uh, do you know the... Uh, Debo will probably know this, I, I would think. The Imagine Dragons joke. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't I'm do it. not gonna do it on air. I, no. <laughs> I, my point was <laughs> that people got nervous. Jumped <laughs> <laughs> and said, "Don't do it. Don't do it." Mr. Beast did it on YouTube. It was fine. It was funny. Um, it's a D's joke. Okay. Don't do it. I'm not gonna. I really want to. Uh, you can see that I really want to. <laughs> oh, it's like an Imagine D's. Imagine Dragon. Oh, I, I thought it's gonna be Imagine. <laughs> These nuts, which is also sort of. Oh, you just did it. See? That's what I said. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I can't believe you did it. Um, I, just, I made, anyway, the, joke, I made it the punchline. Nailed it. In the car it was like, "Do you like Imagine Dragons?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, hard, hard yes for me." By the way, no, I was like, "Not." I was like, "Not really," but sure, buddy. Like, yeah, it's cool. And, he, and then he dropped the Imagine Dragon. Um. <laughs> joke on me and i like almost swerved off the road laughing so hard and every single thing he's done that's been funny for like the last like like, like, ha like five or six days he's like is that as funny as imagine dragons i'm like no nothing is will ever be as funny as imagine dragons but the larger point is he learned it from mr beast mm. showed me where it was and i'm just i'm, I'm letting you know that your 10 year old is probably aware of the imagine dragons joke 
Okay. That's a long way to get there, but sure. He probably does know it. You should go ask me if he likes Imagine Dragons. No, he might say yes. And that would be a bigger crime than him knowing that joke. Or maybe just start giggling. All right. Uh, let's see if we can bang out these last two real quick. Uh, uh, at uh, Madrai Rua says, in a battle of Hall of Famers in a prime, who would win? Cowboys Hall of Famer Larry Allen versus Aaron Donald. That's a question for Prescott. Seven-time All-Pros and All-Decade teams. And uh, two Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz versus J.J. Watt, a nine-time All-Pro versus three-time Defensive Player of the Year. That is a fun question. So I wonder, like I remember Anthony. I will text Pete. I'll text Pete while you're talking. I'm going to look up real quick. Um, Anthony Munoz is playing weight. A friend of the podcast, Anthony Munoz, by the way. Yeah, he came on with uh, the great Jim Breach. So Anthony Munoz played at 278. I, I I think, yeah, I think Anthony Munoz is beating J.J. Watt. And I and I really uh, he's he's a good oh two seventy eight oh I see oh I see you're saying he's light two he's good 25, 35, 40 pounds wow. lighter than what you would see from tackles now yeah. I remember watching him in the early eighties along with Jim Breach and Ken Anderson um, Chris Collinsworth was on those teams um, and you know I obviously knowing who he was but I do wonder if the the lack of girth would would hurt him like JJ Watt is no slouch JJ Watt's three hundred yeah three hundred pounds I mean. Maybe a better chance against TJ Watt, who's closer to 255, 260 or whatever. Um, Larry Allen. Let's see what Larry Allen – I think Larry Allen felt like he was big. I'll just say I was watching some uh, Reggie White highlights the other day. Oh, versus Larry Allen, right? And just busted his ass in half a second. Yeah. Wait, put him on the ground. Busted Larry Allen's ass? Yeah. Wow. Larry Allen, 325, by the way. So I mean, he was, Larry Allen was as like big as they came. Yeah, he was, he was never – Back in the day. And Reggie White, how tall was Reggie White? 6'5", 300. So he's basically J.J. Watt size. And better than J.J. Watt. I actually uh, think the size of Larry Allen would be potentially an impediment against Aaron Donald. Larry Allen was a uh, high-waisted, too. So he was, he was like a high-waisted. Like Aaron Donald is getting under – like Aaron Donald's leverage against Larry Allen – like on the side and sort of like underneath and like his, I, I think it's, I think that's kind of a bad matchup. There were, um, there's speculation that during the Super Bowl that they lost to the Patriots that, um, Aaron Donald was playing at about 265 ish, which seems incredibly light, but he's also not six feet or whatever he's listed. He's closer to 5'10, I think. I don't think any of that matters. Uh, so to pull up recent Brinson recency effect, I'm going with Aaron Donald in. And J.J. Watt. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's actually the right call. And maybe the biggest reason. So how many, let's say, how many reps do you, let's say you get five reps each, each matchup. Well, okay, but I mean, the other thing too is like, you're taking Larry Allen and Anthony Munoz in their respective primes. Let's not yeah, forget that Jim Breach was on this podcast telling us how on the one year, in order to get to the AFC championship game, they had to hitch. He and a teammate had to hitch a ride from a waitress at a diner, like several hours before the game, and and, and that's sort of me saying that like you you're not riding in crap. You don't have crap. Like the all the technology and the medical improvements and the physical, um, you know, like like all the stuff that's been all, all the change. Like like Lynn Dawson was smoking cigs in the locker room at halftime of Super Bowl one, right? Like the way that the way that athletes operate now they're just in like vastly better shape and vastly stronger and more athletically built than anybody in the 80s or 90s or even 2000s 
Um, athletes didn't do yoga. Like, yoga was for like losers. No, I, I get it. I think there there's more understanding of how to maintain and get the most out of your body. But uh, you know, Devo just dropped this clip of Reggie White destroying anyone that stood in front of him. Like Reggie White would be just as good today as he was 30 years ago. But he was the unicorn. So yeah, no, I, in, in general, I agree with what you're saying. But I think the issue for Munoz is that he's 278, and the, the issue for Larry Allen is that he'd be going up against Aaron Donald. What's up with these YouTube shorts? That's she, a new I thing. mean, Reggie, Reggie White is like bodying dudes with one hand. Man, he absolutely takes Larry Allen to the cleaners in this club. Anywho, um, yeah, I, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the uh, the the younger the the modern guys. Um, I will say that if I were if you were picking like one person who might. Like the big, the biggest human being I've ever been near. I think. Jonathan Ogden. Yeah, he's big. I guess Kevin Durant's te- technically taller. Yeah, but he's not thicker. Yeah, I mean Ogden was. You were just like, oh my god, you are like, how, how and and like Ogden stands out because like you don't see football players who are six nine. No, you just don't. I mean, like you don't. They just play other sports. Anyway. I agree. Oh my god! Don't give me that sass. Oh, I thought you were going to finish. You're just making the point that he was extremely tall. <laughs> that's all. That's my, that's my hot take on Jonathan Ogden. Uh, Zach Mitchell, 97 on Twitter, asked: The past two seasons, we've seen Stafford. Uh, and by the way, I want to point out that Ryan Wilson stealing my takes. Mm-hmm. Optus Sports HQ said Matthew Stafford might be even better in 2022 than he was in 2021. Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. I should. Yeah, you got to read the question. We see Stafford traded the Rams and Russell Wilson traded the Broncos. My question is, which team would you like to see make a big QB trade and who would be a realistic option and for what compensation? Well, Kyler Murray just signed a deal. Um, maybe it's Lamar Jackson who's now going to get more than Kyler Murray because the Ravens and Lamar have not come to terms. And I won't point fingers at whose fault it is, but they're, they have yet to sign anything. So maybe if something goes... Not the, the Panthers, way they Panthers are the answer for a quarterback, right? But who's the quarterback? Like, I'm, I'm hard pressed to find someone like um, Lamar. I mentioned just off the off the cuff, but Aaron Rodgers is going to retire if he does anything. Kirk Cousins does that inspire any sort of confidence? If you if you move on from him, Jimmy no, G will end up no, somewhere. But no, but Kirk Cousins is like the perfect yeah quarterback for the Panthers to trade to trade for. Like two first oh, year. Can you imagine Tom Brady? He'll either stay or go. Drew Brees is done. Uh, Marcus Mariota, he'll be out of a job in a month or whatever when they get to go to Desmond Ritter. Um, like, I, I got nothing. Like, maybe Ryan Tannehill, but that would be a situation where it's not a Russ Wilson situation. It's a situation where it's more like a Sam Darnold situation. He's trying to go. Lamar, kind of, might, Lamar might really be the only answer because there's like basically everybody is either been traded for or is on a rookie deal. I, I, the one we haven't or talked it's, about, or it's like, or it's not being traded. You know, I like, think this could happen, and the compensation might be a little too much. You can tell me, Justin Herbert to the Steelers for a fourth round pick. <laughs> <laughs> too much. <laughs> Conditional fourth, I think, is fine. Can you imagine? Uh, I'd be like oh the Bills. God. No, Bills. Allen Locke, Patriots. Mac Jones rookie deal. Uh, Dolphins and Jets have quarterbacks in their rookie contracts, and like maybe they don't pin out, but I mean they're still have, you know they're not trading or, or trading somebody or trading for somebody. Uh, Bengals rookie deal, Steelers are a candidate. Browns just traded for Watson. Ravens have Lamar. Titans I guess could trade for somebody. 
or could trade Who? Who is the question? I mean, that's no- what I'm like, I don't think there's a yeah. because we we are at this point where there's a saturation of younger quarterbacks, or like like another a huge percentage of the league either has a quarterback on their rookie deal or has just traded for a quarterback. And this quarterback class should on paper be better than the one we just had. So or or has a, a guy like a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, where it's like you, there's nothing happening here. Yeah, so I don't even know who the quarterback. Like this year was clearly crazy with Russ Wilson and who else moved? Uh, Matt Ryan moved. Carson Wentz, if you want to throw him in there. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, all right, so you have um, one, so the Browns, the Colts, yeah, the Browns got Deshaun. Uh, Broncos, the Washington team, the uh, no, nah, the Falcons don't count. The Carolina doesn't count. Lions, yeah. I guess Carolina does count because they got Baker. I think Baker's an upgrade. Like the Panthers can't trade. The Panthers don't have anything to trade. Like they're not trading. You know, the I, just meant, I just meant teams that made moves just in the last few months. I just meant like that's what I'm saying. Like teams who in the past like. Six months have traded for. Oh, I see. Right, yeah. The can't the Panther. Right, they they could even if Aaron Rodgers wanted to play there. They five of thirty-two teams have traded for a quarterback at some point, um, and then you have 49ers. No, nope. no, I'm just saying with rookie deals. Oh, right. 49ers, Bears, uh, the Giants. Giants are a weird one. Um, Eagles are a weird one too, I guess. Chargers. Texans are a weird one, but Jaguars is five. Uh, Steelers have Kenny Pickett, um, and then Jets and Dolphins. So you have like, what, like eight quarterbacks who have, um, you know, eight teams. So you have so you have thirteen teams who have either just traded for a quarterback or have a quarterback on their rookie deal, and then you have oh, it's the Patriots. Excuse me. So you have fourteen teams. So like nearly half of the league is like. Kind of like you know, in, in heavily invested in someone that they just acquired, and then that doesn't even count when you. Oh, I didn't, I didn't do the Bengals either. I'm an idiot. So it, it, yeah, it's like it's like 15 teams. It's a ton of teams. Yeah, it's I, it's not gonna. I don't think there will be no movement of any top 10 quarterback like there was with Russ Wilson or Matt Ryan. Obviously, clip and save that and right. Yeah, Andy Dalton doesn't count. All right, All right quickly, we do one more. Would you rather take oh, 10 fun. seconds? Here we go. I'm sure Debo's got things to do. So this this says, would you rather run across a field? I'm going to define what this field is. So let's assume the field is the length sideline to sideline, not end zone to end zone, sideline to sideline of a football field. But let's say it's 20 yards wide, okay? So from the goal line to the 20, you're running from one sideline of the football field to the other, Mm -hmm. okay? From the, between the goal line and the 20 is how big this field is. Okay. So 20 yards wide and whatever the distance is with uh, across. Okay. So you have to run across this field and there are a thousand angry rattlesnakes in that area or three landmines. Keep, or you have to like pick your nose or let me shake your hand for the rest of the Or three landmines. So landmines will obviously blow your, your body into several pieces. Well, it's, you can't see the landmines. Correct. I mean, Thousand ah, ah, that's a good one. A thousand rattlesnakes. A thousand are, rattlesnakes. Uh, they how, are poisonous. Uh, and how, they, uh, give me the. I need the square footage of the of the field again. Twenty yards. Twenty yards wide, wide, and you're running from one sideline out of bounds to the sideways out of bounds. I think what's that? Fifty five yards or something? How how wide is the football? I'm just trying to get the 160 feet by 60. So 160 by 60. 
I mean, you know what it looks like. I'm trying. You can just visualize. I know. I'm just trying to. You want the actual square footage? Hundred square feet, and there's a thousand rattlesnakes. Yeah, a thousand. So there's a rattlesnake for every ten square feet. Ooh, man, this is a tough one. The square foot is five by two. So, wait, what? A square foot. Uh, the ten square feet is five by two. Five feet by two feet. That's that's one one of each five by two. So you'll probably have to double up because there's not enough square footage, is there? For a thousand. I think I think the the dimensions I gave you, you're gonna have more than yeah, ninety six hundred square feet and a thousand rattlesnakes. So okay, so it works out to about one rattlesnake for every roughly ten square feet. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yep. So four by two, we'll say. There's a rattlesnake in every four foot by two foot area. There's a rattlesnake. Oof. All right, so that are three landmines. What do you want to do? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to. Um, are, are you sure it's? Is it? It doesn't matter. You know what it looks like. That's why I, I painted the picture for you. Man, I'm just. I'm trying to do the. Man, that is. is I, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. There's not a lot of room between those snakes. That's the point. If I said the football field, excuse me, I mean, that's different. That's why I had to narrow it down a little bit. Debo, while his brain or the hamster's working, what are you doing? <laughs> it's true. I'd like you guys to do better math here to help me make my decision. Uh, all right, Debo, uh, you, you probably wear like a size six shoe, right? So, uh, <laughs> coming from the five foot four individual. <laughs> you know, I wear an 11 and a half, though. So. <laughs> sure, you do. Uh, also, you, 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 you moonlight as a clown, too, by the way. I, I have, I won't tell you, I have big feet. Um, I will say, though, that I, I was like, anyway, you know what? I'm not, oh, I'm not derailing this from the, the snake. You're still 5'4". You can wear size 14s if you want. Um, I think that the, man, the snake space is so small. Three landmines. So here's the thing. You have get, to take the landmines. It's just not, but, but like the idea of. But there's no having, coming back for the landmines. You can get bit by three or four snakes and have. <laughs> Have an hour to get the antidote. I love this. You're like you think you like your first snake you see bite you. You're gonna make it across the field. Well, you don't fall down and stop. It just hurts really bad. You got to. You think it might the adrenaline might get you. Get well, you the, other, the other thing too is that like, I mean, yes, the snakes could bite you. Snakes are also don't like humans. Like some of those snakes are be getting out of the way. The snakes aren't like coming after a human. They're not they like can't. They're not gonna go outside of the the boundaries of the. Oh, uh, there's a thousand snakes in the yeah. giant thing. Each snake right. is not. Each snake is not required to be in a three foot area no absolutely but i'm saying like it's not literally on a football field and they can go to the 50 yard line if they want to they, they have to stay there's going to be walls where they can't go right, 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 right. Yeah. of course but like but like the, the snakes could all pile up in one corner because they're i almost said effing snakes because they're just like great reptiles like they could do yeah. something stupid and you could get a pathway whereas with there's the, the, land the path <laughs> like the landmine you're going to spend i mean how long are you standing there how much time do you have to think about wh where you're going i think you can stay there as long as you want cuz the longer you stand there the more petrified you're going to be thinking about whatever option you chose no no i'm saying like once you you're like okay give me the landmines how long do you have before you have to start running oh i like i said stay you can stay there for 4 hours if you want cuz the landmines aren't going anywhere i'm definitely like galaxy braining i'm like all right if i were planning landmines here i would put them here here and here but they're like but I would know that I would plan on thinking the landmines were there. So it actually put the landmines here. Yeah, you're like the guy from Princess Bride. Correct. And then he died. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I'm 100% going with the rattlesnakes. Wow. 
don't know, man. You're going to get bit four or five, six times maybe, and you'll have an hour to get the antidote. Four, five, six times. <laughs> if you step on a landmine, your Bro, leg you're, is going to... You get bit by six, six rattlesnakes. You're not like, like getting to the hospital real quick. Like you're dead. No, you don't die immediately. That's not how it works. The issue, though, if when, when you do get bit by a rattlesnake or a poison snake, you shouldn't run because then it, it, it speeds up the poison getting to your heart. So that's also a consideration. So if you get bit, you can't freak out and you can't move fast. You have to move slower. So that does cause me to reconsider. Uh, by the way, Pete Briscoe checked in. Wow. It's no surprise. Where do you think he took in the... He took the old timer. He took Larry Allen 100%. Those are the old timers. Yeah. Allen and Munoz. Allen would kill him in the run game and have more trouble in pass protection, but he would still win. <laughs> the run game. He went straight to the run game. Okay. What do you say about uh, Munoz and Watt? He didn't say. He just. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess. Oh, God. We should. Man, we need to get Pete on to like say that and then we tweet it out. Yeah. No, I think he'd be fine with that. All right, Debo, do you want snakes or landmine, or you're just done? I'm taking snakes. Yeah, see? Great minds. Brent's just taking the landmine get both legs blown off. I didn't say. And by the way, if you step on the first landmine and it doesn't kill you, the game doesn't end. you got to continue to go across, whether it's with your arms or the one leg you have left, just to see if you hit another one. <laughs> I'm still having trouble like processing a 1,000. Like I know it's going to be way more than I think in my head. Yeah, I think it's going to be like the um, Temple of Doom, like the pit down there. I don't know if you ever saw Indiana Jones, but that's that sort of like layout. Like, there's not a lot of walking space. Yeah, well, but like, remember those snakes? But, but aren't those don't those snakes? I don't think I don't know that that's a comparable. I, I thought of that, but I don't think that's a comparable. What? What do you mean? I think if you lay the snake out, let's say the snake is what four feet long or something. Yeah, you no, lay it you, I asked the. I asked the. Pete Prisco and Jamie Eisenberg, the same question. The snakes, landmines. Follow up off the uh, Munoz. And, I can't, uh, I can't Jamie believe immediately so. said snakes. He did? Yeah. Uh, Jamie did. I don't know. Jamie what did. Yeah, give me 15 seconds and I'm just sprinting across that field. Yeah. And Right. I think that's that's right. And you get bit. Uh, you get- Adam H in the, in the comments has a good suggestion. What does he say? Take the landmines and just throw your shoe out there. <laughs> that's fine. But if you miss the landmine, you got to go get it. And then you've thrown your shoe like 20 feet, for example, but you don't know what's between the 20 feet between you and the shoe where you have to step. And if you just put your shoe one foot in front of you, it's going to blow up and still you're going to be, you know, collateral damage, as it were. Um, This is a good one. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I'm taking the snakes because I feel like there is a chance that the snakes will. Well. Like rattlesnakes in particular. You're you're trying to do some Caesar Milan math on these animals. <laughs> Just run. <laughs> no, but I mean, like the the rattlesnakes are going to. They they don't want to like like yeah. when you're running, they're not coming after you. If you're but like, if you step on them, they've been known to strike. Based on yeah, my if you get near one, they're going to bite you. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, that's why they're a thousand, and that's why you're in a limited small space. That's the point. It's not no, one I, I understand that, but I'm saying like there's a chance that like like first of all, oh, and the, you know, sneaky factor here. Some of those snakes might kill each other. You can stand <laughs> there and you could like you can see like at least a hundred snakes kill each other. Like, die. Is that a thing? I don't think snakes kill each other on the rig. You don't think a rattlesnake will bite another rattlesnake? I've never seen it on the documentaries I watch. 
I love the fact that you're trying to to math out this the landmine. I mean, I would pay a lot of money to see you try to navigate three landmines. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's, you, that's the thing is like I don't. You wouldn't like, do it. You would take one step and you would say, "No, I will switch to the snakes." Give me the snakes. Yeah, like at least I can see my own death coming. Like that's I, right. Like, yeah. Um. Oh, I meant to ask you this uh, earlier, and I know we've been doing this podcast for freaking ever. Mm. Um. But uh, have you watched uh, For All Mankind? Oh, have you have you watched uh uh oh god what's a stinging show um uh not succession um severance on apple tv i don't have apple tv for the millionth time you still haven't watched that last time have you Mm-mm. oh grow up already what's uh what's the other one you mentioned i haven't heard of that one either severance is, no the, the other one for all mankind is like um do you remember the uh the man what in the that on apple t- apple jeez oh, you didn't get a free trial Bang last in seven days, man. My wife sent me the free trial. I forgot to sign up for it. Um, this is this is a great like I've got I, I've sent this is like the group thread. The immediate, I gotta. I think I need more details. Landmines, snakes all day, man. <laughs> like no, there's not a good answer. This is a really good one. Um, landmines are too. You don't know what's gonna happen, and you can't see it. And I think that's more troubling than. Let me ask you this: Would you rather do landmines? Or snakes in the dark. So, oh, landmines. Oh, no. Right. Snakes in the dark? That That is where you just sprint. Not the landmines, the snakes in the dark. You just run and you hope for the best. I don't know if snakes can, they, they don't see so well, but I think they sense you. So maybe the dark doesn't matter to them. So they're still going to bite you either way. But somebody else, somebody else like, so the landmines are just buried there and you hope you don't hit them. He's like, yeah, you don't get to see the landmines. Right. <laughs> they don't have little orange flags sticking out of the ground like when they put <laughs> cables in the ground in your yard <laughs> just dodge these three orange flags <laughs> yeah you would still find a way to step on one <laughs> <laughs> um man snakes in the dark oh yeah you don't like snakes is what i'm getting i mean do you like snakes uh no, <laughs> I was like even when I see him, you know the thing like a little bit in New York. There's story about killing the copperhead. Who did me? Yeah, you did. You you okay. killed it with a shovel, right? A golf club. Oh, there are no uh, poisonous snakes in New York because it's generally pretty cold. But every time I see a snake, I I jump. Um, just from growing up in the South, where you know cotton mouths are no joke. As Co- you copperheads. Oh, copperhead. Cotton mouths are no joke either. though. water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Copper, copper. Yeah, water markers. Yeah. How big are the landmines? That's a good question. I don't know. I think like when you see them on television, they're like what this plate size or something. I keep, I keep, I've, I've done this out there. I'm like a thousand snakes, and people are like, "What kind of snakes?" It's like, sorry, I meant rattlesnakes. My apologies. Yes, the freaking snakes are poisonous. You're well, not like about- black snakes. It was a thousand black snakes. Everybody's taking the snakes and running their black snakes. <laughs> they're rubber snakes. They're like grabbing a couple on the way out. Like, yeah. Like, think about it this way: just three dinner plates. Take three dinner plates and throw them out into that area. There's no way you step. What are the chances you step on those? Like almost like it has to be less than one percent. It's it's kind of a Rorschach test for like your your personality, I think too. Well, you generally feel like you're risk seeking, but this you're you're going with the 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 risk averse behavior. It's <laughs> a ridiculous question. Somebody's like, if I'm if I go slow and step on one and hear the click, can I MacGyver my way into keeping the button pressed down with gum just long enough to throw it? No. First of all, that's not how landmines work. I think they're they're dropping to the ground a good distance. 
says yeah, the rest and, of the Jamie Eisen, I, I know, like, I'm, Jamie Eisenberg points out like if you hit the landmine, you're dead. Yes, <laughs> and maybe and you can. You can, as you point out, get bitten by eight, ten, twelve snakes. And so I don't know that. A handful. I don't know if I would go that high. Double digits might be. I think. I, I think it, we are underestimating too. Like, it depends on how quickly you get bit by the snake. What do you okay. mean? You're gonna get bit when you step on it or whatever? What do you mean? How quickly? Well, like if you get bit by a, the snake in your first step. Oh, I see. How early on are, in your journey? You're not, you're not gonna be moving very quickly. Like there's well, a chance you end up laying on the ground, writhing in pain, unable to run, being eaten by snakes. I don't think you heard this earlier because you were doing something else. But you, like I've been watching all these documentaries about snake bites. When you get bit by a poisonous snake, you you can't elevate your heart rate, like run, because it'll get the blood, the poison will get quicker to your heart. Yeah. So then you get bit instinctively you want to run, but you have to like take deep breaths and walk as you continue to get bitten on your way to the quote unquote finish line. It might be the ultimate finish line. So that's the other math you have to do. But I, I'm just for my purposes, when you get to the finish line, there will be an ambulance waiting for you. Although I've seen that the recovery, even when caught in time, can be extremely painful and laborious and take a long time to get back to full whatever, wherever you got bit, full health. I mean, landmine, you're just, yeah. yeah. But again, throw three dinner plates out in your yard. What are the chances you walk on one if you just blindfold yourself and go for a walk? <laughs> Pretty small. Just, this just is, take the landmine. This is, this is like full blown argument in my like Raleigh friends text thread right now. So I said, "So a thousand. You're gonna get way more than a couple bites." He said, "Doubtful. They're more scared of me, and I'm flying." <laughs> you're flying until you get like you know the old Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Then you're not flying so much. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I mean, over I under think... thirty three seconds for Pete to run a hundred yards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Penguin model across the field. Oh! <laughs> snakes actually might be more afraid of Pete than they are of uh, other humans. Uh, right. Pete well, is like the problem for you see the uh, Pete's getting like. Man, the snakes are getting peak quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, this is meta as hell. Like, Bron, my buddy Bronze is like, who's on the text thread, is watching us on YouTube. And, and anyway. is, oh, okay. Um, anyway, hey, TW. Um, I, I, I think I'm ultimately, God, I, this is a good one. I, I, I you're, you're going snakes, right? Yeah. So workers are for, for those bitten by rattlesnakes, 10 to 44% of those people will have lasting injuries. Something else to keep in mind. This is from the CDC. But you could have permanent damage with the 10 to 44% will have lasting injuries. Yep. That's not great. I'm trying to see how many, how, how many bites can you take at once before? Um, Oh, this is a good question from Ian Marquez in the chat. Can we do it simultaneously? Yeah, one, yeah. One person's running versus the month. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, you know, it would not be fun to watch it. Oh, I would. I would enjoy. Okay, like, you know what? It would be fun. It would be like Mr. It is a Mr. Beast special. Maybe Mr. Beast can do it. Like, like he, I'm he, trying to run through the rattlesnake pit and you're, I get hit in the head by your foot <laughs> as it flies across the field because you just got blown to smithereens. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're like about to make it through. You're like, I've made it. And my torso comes ripping across. Yeah. That would be out. the most Brinson ending ever. Um, but like Mr. Beast, we watched Robbie and I watched one where it was like, he, he puts, he puts $20,000 in a brief, $20,000 in cash in a briefcase, but you have to walk across this pond. It, it features like little, you know, law, like it's a little swampy area. And there's like, 15 or 20 enormous alligators and like the first two dudes who are like his friends are like i'm not doing that like hell no and then this like professional uh like alligator wrestler snake tamer comes up he's like all right i'll do it and he gets like three steps in and he's like ah oh, i've made a big mistake and he eventually gets across but like it looks so dicey yeah well there you go that that could be you without the twenty thousand dollar prize at the end just doing it for for fun Hmm. Um, so I, I guess I'm taking snakes, but man, that would suck. I feel like snakes, I feel like snakes in the dark is basically landmines and snakes in the dark is way worse than snakes in, in the light. Well, snakes in the dark is actually way worse than landmines. Cause you can see neither. And one of those things is absolutely going to bite you. Like if you were like, Hey, you have to I mean, snakes in the dark, oh, a thousand snakes in night, like 10,000 square feet. In the dark? What about... Oh, you can't all rattling? Oh, my God. What about 20 snakes in the dark versus three landmines? You can't see them, but there are 20 of them. How many snakes? 20. 20 snakes in the dark? Yeah. Same distance. Come on, snakes. All right. There you go. 20 snakes versus three landmines? A thousand snakes is a butt ton of snakes. But 20, and you can still hear the rattles, will be quite disconcerting and, and pitch black, can't see your hands in front of your face type situation. A thousand snakes, uh, nah, 20 snakes, whatever. You can at least like, you can, 20 snakes, you can maybe discern like where the rattles are. You're not hanging around with your ear to the ground. I think the strategy is to do a bunch of long jumps, like just. <laughs> oh, God, oh, snakes in the dark is so terrifying. Think about you like, okay, just got to do a couple. You're like two more leaps. And all of a sudden, like you take that first leap and it's just, psh. oh man, snakes in yep. the dark. F a snake in the dark. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. We'll have to bring that one back for breach when he gets back from his two month long vacation. <laughs> somebody, somebody animates in this comments like, please message breach to see what he says. Um, breach is definitely taking. He's taking the snakes. He typically does the not crazy thing. Uh, yeah, I think he's saying that. Well, but I also see him being like, I, I, like, I'm actually good with snakes. Although he did say he'd rather sleep in jeans than wear a helmet <laughs> for the rest of his life. So he, he, may, he may have like chosen to like, like one of his, like, like one of his choices in one of these may have been like drink urine. Uh, could have been. Point, like, I think he just said that out of the blue. He volunteered, just, volunteered to drink urine for the rest of his life. Yes, that sounds, that sounds. Remember, he's like, would you rather, would you rather drink beer or wine? I will drink urine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Didn't ask, but sure. You do. Yep. That's very on brand for breach. All right. Uh, this, well, this, so much for not having a podcast today, Debo. Yeah. Debo blew up in Debo's face. He's <laughs> 90 minutes out of this. But yeah, this is, this is what happens, Debo. When you make us podcast, we're going we're to sit here for a while. Bring out the book, Wilson. Oh, gosh. I'm just kidding. Um, thanks always for listening, for hanging out with us. If it's, if it's Monday and you're listening, I hope you had a great weekend. It's Friday and you're watching on YouTube. Enjoy your weekend. For Wilson, I'm Brinson. See you guys later. Grab your VIP pass.
delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining, this is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We are in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.